Hello and welcome to the AIS Training Hall tonight as we get set for the AIS versus the Sydney Uni Flames. Craig Ravel and Simon Peters with you for AIS Basketball on sportradio.com.au and Simon, going to be a very interesting game tonight. Sydney at full strength for the Canberra Road Trip. Yeah, they've got uh, Nat Porter back. She, of course, had that hand injury early in the season. and There was a, there was serious thought for a while there that that was the end of her season. She wasn't going to be able to make it back before, but this is great. It's four weeks out from finals, or three weeks out, four rounds out from finals. And, uh, you know, they've got some big games. They've got tomorrow against Canberra. In two weeks, they've got Townsville, so it's a good opportunity for her. Well, the National Anthem about to start here at the training hall. Here's the coaches. OK, we've got uh, the Flames coach, Karen Bolton. Big weekend for you guys. Yes, very big weekend. Two games is always a big weekend, particularly on the road. So, yeah. And um, you're travelling pretty well at the moment, obviously coming second at the moment. You've got the big game against Canberra tomorrow night, and then in, in two weeks, Townsville. There's probably the, the big threat ones coming up to the back end of the season? Well, as any coach would say, just take each game as they come, but, um, you know, we've got to get past the AAS tonight and then focus on Canberra tomorrow. And exciting news for you guys tonight with um, Matt Porter coming back. Yeah, like, she got the all clear from the doctor last week to resume, resume sorry, full contact training this week, so, um, yeah, she's pretty excited too, actually, to get out on the floor. She's been watching a lot, sitting on the bench a lot. She's done a lot of fitness work, so she's fit, ready to go, and... I have said she got through three sessions this week with contact with no problems whatsoever. So, as I said, she's really looking forward to playing. But you did have a bit of a um, bit of a bad start to the road trip with Rachel Herrick this morning. Oh, I don't think we should. <laughs> okay. We've had we've had a couple little injuries. I, I was, you know, we had 11 players, and then oh, I don't know. Anyway, she uh, let's just say uh, had a little mishap with a line, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, is it looking like a bad one, or just out for a day or two? Um, wait and see if you see I won't see how she is tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I could pull up. She, the physio only arrived this afternoon, and we actually didn't know until just before we left that she wasn't okay to play. So, yeah. um, look, she's disappointed, but you know, hopefully she'll be right to play tomorrow. And have you had a chance to see much of the new AIS group that's together now? Uh, a little look, but I've had so many different players come in over the season. It's, it's um, a little bit hard, but... Um, you know, they're a young group and I think they look young enough and, um, you know, I think there's some promising players in the future and, um, as I said, look, it, we take every game and we need every game and we need this game tonight, particularly with Nat in the rotation and trying to get our rotation right for the rest of the season. So, by, all, by no means do we think that um, it's going to be a walk in the park and we haven't, we haven't um, taken it like that and uh, we've got things we need to work on. So, it's all a bit of a process for us and as it is for every other team and we've still got heaps to work on. Great, well, good luck tonight. We'll catch you after the game, have a look. Thanks very much. Okay, we've got the uh, scholarship coach for the AIS, Peter Sinclair. How's it going, Pete? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Very, very well. Good to see you in this role. How are the girls travelling this week? Yeah, I mean, we just had the under-19s Australian camp, so the girls are a little bit tired coming off, you know, three practices a day, but I think they're just all ready to play again and get back in WNBL, so they're all fighting fit, ready to go. So. How are they they're dealing with the sort of, you know, you've had some two pretty big losses with, the majority of your new group, they're all sort of just taking that on the chin and, and I guess that's part of Brownie's job isn't it, to, to keep the girls encouraged during these kind of development times. Yeah, I mean we've had probably the biggest turnover of plays in the whole WML season so yeah. it's been hard for us trying to 
get a set sort of motion offense or a set plays run in and defensive structure. But I mean, last week we played Townsville and we were down by one at quarter time and within 12 at half time. So we're playing good that first quarter. We just can't sustain that energy. Yeah, particularly the whole half really it was only the last two minutes of that second quarter last week where they got a bit of a leap on you. But lots and lots of good things from both games to, to work on. Yeah, I mean, obviously the physicality and, and strength is a big issue for us at the moment and getting that conditioning going and. I think, um, you know, as the girls progress, it's going to take, you know, three to four years for these girls to actually bring our women's bodies. So, yeah, hopefully it's something to look forward to in the end. And apparently the girls had a, a special visitor at camp with Lauren Jackson this, this week? Yeah, actually, um, she came and spoke to the girls on Wednesday, I think it was, just about, you know, handling adversity and where she's gone through as a player. So I think they all appreciate it. And you said, oh, yes, yeah, my teammate, I know all that anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great, thanks for catching up with us, Pete. Thanks very much, of course, to Peter Sinclair there and Karen Dalton. We are within the minute of starting here at the training hall. As you can see, both teams are getting set. Well, you can see it if you're watching the live webcast of the game on Sport Radio. We hope you're enjoying that. If you're listening to the uh, podcast, well, we'll call all the action for you. You won't miss a second. This is Sport Radio .com.au's AIS Basketball. Don't forget, tomorrow night, Michelle Hocking and Mark Aston will be along with Simon Peters and Brad Fisher to give you all the action of the game of the year, they're calling it. It's Bakovic Brown versus Jackson, and it is the Caps versus the Sydney Uni Flames from the AIS, tra- uh, from the AIS Arena. And, uh, well, the reports we're hearing is it will be sold out. So it's a, a big call there, but Graffy, well, she certainly knows how to promote this <laughs> basketball club, the Canberra Transact Capitals. Yeah, it's going to be a big game, no, no doubt about that. Hmm. Teams out on the floor. It's Gretel Tippett in the five spot. She's gone straight into the circle. Roberts is outside tonight. Tess Madgen also out there is the, uh, well, Tessa Levy has been a real uh, good find for this AIS side along with Gillian Horton out there as well. For the for the Sydney Uni Flames, it's Bakovic Brown in the centre, Afiaki, Smith, Butler and Domkins as the ball goes back into the backcourt for Sydney and Butler will bring it forward for the Sydney Uni Flames. Doc going with the ball now to Domkins into the lane and Afiaki with a great cut there, Simon. Yeah, that's what Apiaki does so well. She just moves very, very well off the ball, gets herself open and into a good position. As AIS now through their first offensive set, Madgen sees a way to the basket, gets the shooter's roll on it and makes it. How many times this season have we seen Tess Madgen drive from that same spot? She's just very, very strong. Kick out through Dompkins outside the three-point arc, and she makes it five points to two here inside the first minute. It's a real run-and-gun game so far. Yep, there's, uh, it's hotter than hell here in Canberra tonight, so we'd expect things to slow down fairly quickly. As bounce pass inside, turnaround, oh, Roberts has the ball rejected by Bakovic Brown, and it's off to the races now as Apiaki, stolen at the other end by Levy, whistle on the play, and it's going to be the number eight of Eva Apiaki who's called for her first foul. Yeah, nothing much in that, just uh, desperate dive for the ball there, just collected, uh, I think it was... Um Roberts there in the end. 
as Levy now bringing it up at point goes to the left gives it to Roberts oh intercepted by Doc Smith and she's off to the races now kicks it across the back of the ground whose Ooh, layup is left short yeah don't see that too often she comes in now taps it away tip oh. it oh misses it and Apiaki will kick it down back of the ground oh. doesn't finish off she's again but there. draws the foul as uh, Horton is going into her and that will send her to the line yeah, she's not happy with herself. That's uh, first one on the left hand, obviously a strong arm, and then a uh, little right foot. Not really allowed, just a sort of two-foot jump shot there that she missed and was able to pull down the rebound. This is the free throw too, so Susie Bakovic's radar well off tonight to start with. She's leading the league in scoring 25 points a game at 48% shooting average, mind you, as well. So I'm sure she'll uh, find her way very quickly. And Smith now bring uh, watching Levy bring it up. Madgen Domkins gets an arm in there, slaps it away. Domkins goes back to get it. It's Tippett now. Tippett with a good cut to the basket on the one-two from Levy couldn't get the ball into Roberts to finish it off. And off to the races now. Smith oh, takes on Horton, and this time Smith has uh, got a bit of an elbow or a yeah, shoulder. Yeah, Jill Horton's got a cop in the face there on a mm. nose, I think, just uh, on that reach in there. She's came up very quickly clutching at her face and oh and has been called the foul that's her second personal I, I thought that would have been um, uh, no, Horton that got hit then it was a Jill definitely reached in there but she's unfortunately also come up second best in the, the contact alright well there you go Smith now two she makes two from two and we're out to an eight to two lead for the Sydney Uni Flames as Levy working it into the front court now Seacamp who's just checked in for Horton ball knocked away again by Smith goes to Roberts now left side Roberts has to look around Seacamp's on the right she's trying to keep the dribble alive Madgen Madgen goes for three off the iron and doesn't fall Bakovic Brown with the rebound just lacking some form there in offence that time, Simon, the AIS. Yeah, just it's a tough team they're playing against. This is physically, about as physically strong as any team in the league. As Dompkins works around the arc, goes inside to Smith. Smith has the shot blocked by Madgen. Apiaki comes up with the ball. Butler drives inside the arc and just knocks down a good 12-foot J. Yeah, that's a good match-up there for uh, Deanne Butler, Tessalavi. Probably a uh, two or three inches shorter than her and Butters on that chance just able to pull up and nail that jump shot. Tippett on the right side, kicks into the corner. Madgen tries to drive baseline. Donkins quick enough to stop her. Then it's back to Tippett who drives into the paint. Dump off to Roberts, but a three-second violation. She was there for a long time. That play just breaking down cost her that extra second. Yeah, uh, probably you know the, the strongest player that the Institute has at the moment, hands down, would be Tess Madgen and... Uh, Sydney are going to know that they're going to target her and they're going to limit her distribution we're going to see her shut down oh Butler goes to Smith Smith and Madgen wrestle for the ball ball comes loose and it looks like Butler has been called for the foul interesting call Madgen made the shot I don't know if the shot no it's not counting no it's That's not on Michael Cozier who's made the decision there Deanna Smith has picked up that foul that's what, that's what my expression was all about there, Greg. The Butters played very good defence there on Madgen, and uh, 
There must have been a reach in there or off the ball foul from Deanna Smith. Yeah, well, it was a shooting foul, so Magden gets the ball back in her hands now. C Camp on the right, 45, goes back to Roberts. Roberts tries to get in the lane, but Bakovic Brown too big. Tapped away through Butler, Bakovic Brown. She draws the foul and the points will count. Payne gets her first personal, as I think uh, Coach Brown was calling a timeout there. Yes, he is. And uh, not a bad idea. Ice the shooter that missed the first two. <laughs> yeah, well, Susie, um, Susie's a, a difficult player to defend because she's not she's not what you'd call typically athletic. She's got quite a um, quite a big gait, and she's just very hard to predict what she's going to do. It's one of the things Susie does very very well because she's a left-hander as well, but she can drive equally as strong with the right, and. Um, you're not going to let a, a player of that calibre just sort of wander into the into the keyway either. So um, yeah, the, it's it's a big big ask for the AAS group. You know, we've seen them go down the last two weeks some some big losses, but um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that the Capitals or Townsville have the kind of physicality that Sydney have got. I mean, Tessa Levy up against Deanne Butler. Deanne Butler is one of the strongest players in this league. You know, just talking pound for pound strength. She held the record here for a whole lot of strength training drills when she was at the Institute. And a number of those records still stand here 10 years later. Um, so she's a tough competitor. Of course, Susie Bakovic-Brown is, is just a juggernaut. She's a, just an impressive physical body. As the teams come back out onto the court, it will be Payne, Seacamp, Smith, uh, sorry, Levy, Tippett, and also Madgen. Bakovic Brown's at the line and makes the bonus. 13 points to 12, uh, 13 points to 2 here with 6 minutes 36 left to go in the first term. Domkin, Smith, Afiaki, Bakovic Brown and Butler. Uh, Coach Dalton really keeping the starting five out on the floor a long, long time yet to make a change and knowing she can go to Nat Porter too. Ball down the other end for the AIS. The turnover results and Butler brings it forward. Domkins left side, cuts it straight inside Afiaki who's really this season has been cutting that lane beautifully, or both lanes in fact beautifully all year, and she makes the bucket, Afiaki now with four points Madgen blocked from behind from Bakovic Brown, and Butler's off to the races again, Simon Yeah, Afiaki's again a difficult player to defend, because she's a good sized body, and you don't expect her to be as quick as she is. Dump over the top from Smith, back to Bakovic Brown fade away, jump shot is good that's six, uh, that's five points for the game now for Bakovic Brown as she moves the Sydney Uni Flames to 17 for the game. AS will be looking for this. They've only got the two points now in almost the first four and a half minutes of the game. From the elbow, Tessa Levy makes the shot. Good confidence scoring shot. Yeah, she's got a really nice shot. I'm really looking forward to watching her develop over the next season or two because she's just got a really nice pure jump shot. As Sydney, oh, Domkins driving hard, great call for the trial. Yeah, Tess Madgen really set her up there. Domkins was going to the basket. She, you knew she wasn't pulling up from about two feet inside the three. She was going to go all the way, and uh, Tess Madgen just doing a good job to stand there. She gets a breather for her efforts. AIS shooting at 17% early in this game and Sydney shooting at 67. That's the big difference. It's 17 points to four here at the training hall as Levy brings it up, goes to Payne now. Payne looking around, 
goes to Seacamp. Seacamp with Smith watching her. Apiaki and Tippett wrestling. That provides a bit of a screen, but the shot doesn't fall. Porter, I should mention, is out there on the floor now for Sydney. Quick hit down Sally the floor. Pitocci. And Pataki is going to draw the foul, and that will be the fourth team foul on the AIS in this quarter. And it's the first for Olivia Thompson, who's out there now for the shoot. Yeah, this is where yeah. Sydney uh, are real finals contenders to be able to to start a game with the lineup they had, and then pull out players like you know, Sally Pataki is one of the best. I guess what you, you know in the old days you'd call a sixth man player would be able to come off the bench and just give you that spark. She can she can be very impressive at times. And then you know you bring Nat Porter out as well, who yes is probably a little underdone. She's she's been off injured for a couple of months, but. It's not going to take her long to get back in the swing. I don't think she's ever looked fitter as Tippett tries to put down the three. Unfortunately, Thompson tried to tap the ball away. It went straight to the feet of Apiaki. That gave Smith the run down the court. Her shot blocked. Payne gets the ball over to Levy. And Levy's off to the races. But the defence back so quickly for Sydney. They have to go hard. Cutting at the basket. Payne will finish it off. That was good work. Good for Levy too. Although she gave up the dribble, she still gave herself a position where she could make a pass in. Yeah, she front-footed and she was, uh, you know, confident with the ball, and that's a result of that was uh, being able to reward. Doc Ooh. with uh, what's that? 14, 15-foot jump shot on the baseline. That was nice. Yeah, being able to uh, reward Payne off the great cut. 20 points to 6 as Levy. Levy now goes to Tippett. Tippett tries to drive baseline. Gave up the dribble. That cut out her options. Now Seacamp. Oh, puts Ooh. it straight over the top. Apiaki comes down with the catch. Pataki gets the ball from Butler. Goes to the bucket. But Thompson does the rebounding for the AIS. And we're off to the races once again as Levy brings it back over. Still a blistering pace here. 20 points to 6. 3 minutes and 20 seconds left to go in the quarter. Payne finds the cut at the baseline, but Seacamp just took a uh, double grab at it, and that was over, and the turnover results. So, heading out there now is Blitkovic. I still haven't got Blitzavik, I think it is, the correct pronunciation of that. So, Blitzavik out there for her first minutes. Also out there is uh, Seacamp. I think uh, Tippett's sitting down now. Thompson's out there with Muneer. Porter gets the ball in the paint. Tippett tried to block the shot out of the hand. Can't do it. The putback that time is from another AIS graduate, Elie Manu. Yep, a lot of weapons coming off this bench for Sydney. Coach Graff doing a bit of scouting up here. Just uh, having a look at this Sydney side as they start to gel with Porter who gets a hand up in the face of Gretel Tippett who confidently drove down that right-hand lane. Couldn't get the shot to drop, but it will go to the line to shoot too. That's what I like about this. some of these new AIS players. You, like you see Tippett there, just not a backward step at all. You know, they've had two, two weeks where they've lost games by... Well, more than 50 in the in the Capitals game and and 50 odd last week. We also saw it with with Tessa Levy. She was driving nicely, pushing the ball. You know, being aggressive in offense. Good to see. One from two for Tippett, who gets her first points of the game. It's 22 plays seven here at the training hall with two minutes and 45 seconds left to go. Kennedy out there along with Donkins. Oh, great intercept by Blitzavik. Blitzavik finishes off with the layout and that's what the AIS needed to give them some confidence. 
Kennedy now into the front court. Madgum watching her closely. Now it's Domkins across Porter. Left side Pataki. Back now to Manu. Right side Domkins. Inside looking to go to um, Porter. But that fend away was more akin to Kurt Tippett than Grell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sydney have gone to essentially a, a second unit here. Uh, Domkins back on, but she was the only one of the starters that's out there now. So it's a good opportunity for the AOS to try to close that gap in the scoring. Tell you what, that far could start a few other clubs in this league. <laughs> <laughs> good chance the AS to go at the bench play as well. <laughs> Tell you what. Definitely a weaker team though. <laughs> not, not saying that, <laughs> that team out there is weak, but it's certainly a it's weaker not, than their starters. Not as strong, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, that uh, last move as we have had a backcourt violation by yeah, the full-court pressure. full-court pressure, yeah. Yeah, inbound ball, Kennedy. I'll tell you something about Coach Grafton's scouting notes in a few moments. Domkins looking around, drives now on uh, Thompson, stops at Tippett. Oh, nice little turnaround there. Shot doesn't fall. Porter trying to keep the ball alive. Does so well enough to give it to Kennedy. Kennedy takes on... Uh, takes the uh, defence on, throws the ball back inside for Manu, and every time the AOS foul now, they're just giving two points, or the opportunity for two points, over to the uh, uh, Sydney Uni Flames. What I was going to mention is uh, I, we called in the play that move on the drive down where uh, Porter was too close and tried to still put the hand in. Yep. Straight into the book. Let's get in close <laughs> on Porter, I'd say, was going there. Well, she's not we'll the Opal's coach for nothing. <laughs> we'll watch that play three minutes in. <laughs> get that on the video. Oh, you can guarantee Graffy will have a, a copy of tonight's game tape and she'll be heading home after the game to pay it close attention before she goes to bed tonight. For Manu, the ma- night. Sorry, Manu makes both and that gives her four points. 25 plays nine as Litsavis has it on the left wing. Goes back to the point. Oh, good drive that time. Bounce pass inside from Thompson. Finished off by Madgen. Yeah, a bit of a breakdown there from the Sydney defence. Madgen pretty much walked into the middle of the keyway there. No defender, so she takes advantage of that. Porter hands off to Domkins, who makes the screen. And three is the result. Too easy for Michaela Domkins. That's Domkins' strength, and that's her game. If she's set for that shot, she's a very high percentage shooter. Molly Lewis is the late inclusion into this Sydney Uni Flames line out. Not a bad player also to come off the bench as she hasn't gone as yet. In there, oh, Muneer gets a nice cut at the basket on the baseline. Zigzagged extremely well with the dribble. Yeah, and this is, you know, talking about this being a second group where they are a lot weaker than that first group is defensively. You can see that almost immediately. Domkins, bounce pass inside to Porter. They like that move. Porter has to go outside and Blitzarvis has got another steal. Off to the races now. Domkins gets back in front of her. Kennedy's back there now and she has to pull out. Gives it to Madgen. Madgen, oh, I thought that was a very hard dribble call. Uh, sorry, travel call. Yeah. Because she was, I thought she was bouncing the ball as she started to move. Has to hit the floor though. Well, evidently it does tonight. Yeah, no, normally it does too. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a few more of the uh, AOS, I think, making it out here. As Oh, Pataki knocked to the ground by Blitzarvis, and I think that's going to give um, a bonus out to... Um, Abby Bishop uh, in the house. Yeah. And Caitlin Cunningham with her. Well, I was thinking that was Caitlin. I, yep, yeah. it definitely is. I, I didn't see the uh, lower shirt sleeves there when she first walked in. <laughs> Yep, so. he easily hold the title for the most tattoos in the WNBL. And running away with it. 
Oh, hands down. Yeah. As the second, oh, false start there by Blitzarvis on the second shot from Pataki. And the AS have to stop giving away this charity because it's really, really hurting them. 29 plays, 13. The AS have making a good run of it here with the uh, B team of Sydney Uni. As Payne drives into the paint, and banks nice. it in. Banked off through times before it <laughs> dropped. That's a ricochet pinball kind of bank off the glass back onto the iron. Kennedy setting up a point. Blitzarvis gets another hand in on the pass. A great hands. Yeah, still it is Domkins who gets the ball up in the air. As the quarter ends, it's 29-15 here. AIS leading the Sydney Uni Flames. AIS lifting their shooting percentage to 43 by the end of the quarter. And Sydney's dropping just down to 56. Still very healthy. Two from two outside the arc the uh, Sydney Uni Flames, none from four for the AIS. And uh, this is the big one, 13 trips or 13 attempts from the free throw line for the Sydney Uni Flames. They have converted nine of them with only one from two for the AIS. So, what, nine points from that free throw line and you've got a 13-20 game, seven-point ball game would show a very healthy effort by this AIS side. But... Giving a team nine points like they have, yep. you have to take marks off them. Definitely. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's just experience. Y- you talked about the, the shooting percentage as well. Sydney, uh, you know, Sydney's first 20 points would have been off free throws and layups. So, uh, yep. of course, they're going to be shooting at a pretty high clip. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the AIS, you know, that's what we're saying. If they can adjust their game, we've talked about this a number of times. They just need to make some small adjustments to their game and keep them instead and, and they'll be laughing. You can tell this is a big weekend. Jeff Tripp just walked into the arena from uh, Basketball Australia. <laughs> He's uh, obviously coming down in preparation for tomorrow night's Blockbuster. We'll give it the Blockbuster title early. Blockbuster. As uh, 29-15, what are you seeing in that stat sheet there, Simon? Um, pretty even across most of the stats except the rebound count. 12 to 3. AIS has 3 rebounds. Not a good sign. Well, that's, that's kind of indicative What's of What's the defensive rebound count of Sydney? So how many rebounding opportunities has there been down that end? Um, well, Sydney have got 4 offensive and 8 defensive. Sydney last week, just as a, a footnote from how they're travelling in the rebounding department, last week's game against Logan, they had 26 offensive rebounds. That's a lot it's of a extra looks. massive loss. amount of extra looks. Also means your shooting percentage is probably around 36. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, you know, no one remembers the shooting percentage when you win by 20 points. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here we are for the second quarter. Kicked off by Garrick. And uh, I'm not sure if yeah, it is Garrick's first game as the ball works around. Madgen Garrick. Garrick, ball on the floor, gets a good screen. Goes into the paint. Rejected by Eva Afiaki. Butler back kicks to right. Yep. Group. And Doc Smith. Oh, Madgen leaves the ball behind as Tippett, Garrick, Payne, and also uh, um, Maneer. Tess Madgen oh, tried to get inside there, just left it off the front of the iron, and Porter gets an easy clean up. In fact, not a starting five. Easy to be mistaken when you see uh, Porter out there. As. Doc Smith, kick out, Porter just inside the three on the baseline, hits the front of the iron, hits the, well, the right-hand side of the iron, the left-hand side of the iron, Smith gets the rebound, and Porter puts it back in. 
No, that's a defensive starting, rebound. That's their starting well, five, whether tomorrow it's, it's been their recent starting five yeah. or not. Um, yeah. Oh, Bakovic Brown again getting a hand in the passing lane there from Madgen that time. But a foul's been called, and that's good news because that's the first one they've got on Bakovic Brown. Over the last two games, they've been able to get fouls on their bigs early. Well, she's Tonight, the second, second highest fouler in the league. She averages three and a half a game, so um, Susie can get into foul trouble and but I think also Susie can play on four for oh, well, five, exactly seven, right. ten minutes, you know. Extremely experienced. Megan drives. Megan drives baseline, dump out to Tippett, who gives it back to Garrick. Garrick gets the first points in WNBL of 2019. Welcome to the league. Butler now brings the ball up. Kicks left, gives it to Smith. Back now to Porter. Then it's Afiaki on the 45. Back to Butler. Down low. Baseline. Smith looked good at them all night. This time, just left it short. Payne picks up the dribble and kicks it to Madgen. Madgen going to take on five players at once. No. In the paint, she does it. Can't get the layup to drop. Well, she, she took, took that, him on. That penetration of Tess Madgen's is just fantastic. Going to be a hot property when oh, this yeah. uh, tray, um, this round of... Um, of um, trades and drafts goes on in the uh, WNBL. Bakovic Brown turns in the paint. Oh, Ooh, she's having badly. a poor night under the basket. But Smith was there again, racking up the offensive rebounds for the Sydney Uni Flames. Madkin reminds me a lot of Renee Camino when she was here. Really, really strong on that drive. And as Camino's become a better mm. finisher, we've seen where that's taken her. Yeah, certainly all over the world. Yep. 30 play, 35 plays, 17. AIS yet to s- or only scored the two points in this quarter. Whilst, uh, well, it's been six points for the Sydney Uni Flames. Payne gives herself some room, leaves the shot short. Play on as the uh, 24 second shot clock reset as Madgen, or she gets it out to Horton now. Horton on two fouls, goes inside to Tippett. Tippett, kick out. Magnum for three. She's not known for three, and it's hit the uh, either the support arm or the wire, and uh, it's a turnover. Side on, yeah. Yeah, well, as I said, not noted for a three-point shooting, Madgen. Smith inside, Bakovic Brown getting slapped away by Payne. Uh, yeah, by Payne, and that will be Payne's first personal foul. So Manu comes in for Porter now, as I would imagine that they're just going to manage Porter's minutes tonight, get a confident, get her some time with the ball in her hands, but not overdo anything or not risk another injury to her. In this comeback week, Taylor Roberts also back on for the Institute with uh, oh, Horton. Smith with a killer pass to Bakovic Brown, and the defence just had no time at all to get into the lane there. And Bakovic Brown drives easy. She had a very wry smile on her face as she came back down in defence. Thompson drives on Afiaki, gets caught, and then caught on a travel. Afiaki getting a hand on the ball. Just stopping it from getting the pass out, and the drag happened. As uh, another set, Pataki back out there for Afiaki. So certainly this quarter, Coach Dalton going for the changes a lot earlier than the last three minutes of the first. Manu, left side Pataki. Pataki, ball on the ground, hand off to Butler. Butler goes right side to Smith. Smith drives baseline, dumps up. Oh, Manu wasn't ready for it. And Thompson will get the ball. Passes up the court. Magan, Magan lobs over the top, but Bakovic Brown there in time. The ball's going to come off Bakovic Brown's leg. And, well, it was off Bakovic Brown's leg, I thought. Apparently not. (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. Uh, Manu 
is going to inbound the ball for Sydney. 37 plays, 17 as Payne and Coach Brown talk about what's happening out there on the sideline. Butler brings the ball down. Six minutes and ten seconds left and the AS still with two points for the quarter. Oh, Bakovic Brown, that was a nice drive. She started with the dribble in the right hand, crossed it over to the left. Unfortunately, uh, she couldn't finish it off with a shot, but the ball tapped away by the AS over the baseline. Simon, your feelings on the game so far? Just yeah, just going back to you, you mentioned now we see another substitution. Domkins back on for Smith, but it's the first time she's been on this quarter. It's been a hot day here in Canberra. It's still 28 oh. degrees outside. It's pretty warm and stuffy in here. And uh, Coach Dalton's going to rest her studs because they've got a big game tomorrow night as well. As Pataki puts up the three, Manu gets the rebound. And Dumpkins goes back outside the arc. Right 45 is Butler. Under the post is Kelly Manu. Manu. Yep. And she makes it 39-17 here with 5 minutes and 45 seconds left to go in the game. You're definitely getting hot in the training hall tonight. Levy thought about the three, got Pataki off her feet and then drove in. Bounce pass inside to Madgen who's, even though she's not the tallest player, is doing a lot of good work in the paint. This time couldn't finish it off. Pataki at the other end. Oh, good transition there. Not quite an alley-oop because it was a bit far away from the basket, <laughs> but uh, certainly got the points. Yeah, just Had that alley-oop drive. feel about it though, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was nice and quick. Well executed, that's for sure. As Horton goes to Roberts, now it's Levy. Levy's looking quite good. Some experience is going to do her the world of good here. Oh, again, Olivia Thompson tried to dump over the top to Roberts. Bakovic Brown in the lane. You, yeah, you've never really, really got to... If Bakovic Brown's in your 45, in your front 45, you've got to seriously think about not making the pass. <laughs> Swinging it somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> it is. not a percentage move. As Madgen tries to bounce it inside to Horton... Bakovic Brown called for a soft foul. And Coach Brown, I think, wants to have a chat as Madgen gets off the court to sit down as quickly as possible. Yeah, it was a bit of a bailout there too, the foul in the end, because it's, mm. uh, that was not going anywhere, that play. And um, the Institute just... Uh, there's an element of them just switching off at the moment. They've just... Ah, uh, game's in the bag. Uh, they're going to kick us. And they're, they're just making some, some silly... Errors, just not concentrating. First time we've really seen this group of AS players not continue to fight. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw them fall asleep pretty badly in the third quarter last week against Townsville. Um, I, but they were still trying, they just weren't executing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I don't know if you could say they're trying as hard. Well, they've also been in camp all week with yep. junior camp. Um, that's a big deal, you know. It's, it, it's not just like saying, "Oh, yeah, they've they've been training all week." No, they've been running they their ass busting their gut in that mm. they're trying to make it an impression for the national team. So it's you know to be expected that there's going to be pretty much every girl on that team is going to be pretty tired. Um, it, we've we've talked about it already. The heat here, um, the humidity in this arena. It's pretty sticky in here tonight. Um, it's still you know 28 degrees outside. So. They're a tired group, and, and we're seeing it probably a lot earlier than we, we have the last couple of weeks. As the teams return to the floor now, Kennedy, Dompkins, Manu, uh, Pataki, and Bakovic Brown, as Madgen, Horton, Levy, and Roberts out there for the AS. Levy again taking off. Oh, good shot over the top of Dompkins. Just left it a bit short, but Roberts did well there. That's what, the fourth board for the AS tonight, as Roberts pulls that one down. 
Levy goes to Roberts again. Oh, Roberts had a chance at a three that time. Gave it off to Horton instead. Horton goes back to Roberts. Now left 45. Oh, Levy sees the C part for her like the Red Sea for Moses, but couldn't finish off the drop. Yeah, she probably went a couple of steps earlier or further in than she needed to there. She had a bit of room, just sort of five, ten feet inside the arc. Back of it, round for a hot pass there to Manu, and Manu finishes it off with another two points. El Manu now with eight points for the game. That's equal with Bakovic Brown, who, as you said, leading scorer. Eight points also for Doc Smith. Yeah, doc has been shooting the ball very well last few weeks. As Levy now goes to Madgen. Madgen in, out. Oh, kept the dribble alive. Whistle Great on drive. the play. Yep. Points count, that, and that's what we, we've been talking about a fair bit over the last couple of weeks. The IS dropped their dribble a little bit too quickly, and, and Madgen just showed there why it's so important, because she started dribble, someone in front of her kept the dribble alive and was able to change directions, which uh, allowed her a second cut at the same basket. Well, that's, that's Madgen's game. She's just relentless. She doesn't want to give up any opportunity. No matter how sometimes hopeless the situation <laughs> will seem, she will still push it. She will still try to get that point, get that pass off and create an opportunity for herself or her teammates. As now Molly Lewis in for her first minutes tonight. Kennedy. Manu drives in. Defence collapsed all over her. I'm not sure who's going to be called for the foul there. I think it's going to be the 22. No, of been called on um, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor so yeah. that's her third personal there. I thought it might have been called on Gretel Tip at that time, and Tippett's already got one. She did come in late and with a bit of a hack. Yeah. <laughs> As Kennedy gets the inbound pass and start restart the game, Porter now pushing in the paint. Porter puts up a short, it's short, shot, it's short, and Roberts comes down with a rebound. Now it's Madgen. Madgen pulls up at Lewis, goes back. Roberts, oh, great nice. move down the centre. Madgen did really well there. She was ready to pass it out to Tippett, who was open, and you could see at the last minute because she changed her pass. She saw Taylor Roberts busting it down the middle and was able to almost change mid-pass and kick it off to Roberts for an easy layout. Tippett's now got her second personal foul as uh, Trish Fallon enters the arena. It's all happening here It tonight. is, yeah. AIS is <laughs> rocking. It's buzzing with basketball it is. stars of today and... Well, not much really, not really yesterday. Today, it's tomorrow, and... Uh, Trish was playing. Yeah. That's it. There's uh, Porter. We just need Lauren Jackson in here to complete the set, I think. Of... Uh, Opal, fly, uh, Opal World Champions. Yeah. We've got a fair few of them out there tonight. All the Opals that are in town are here tonight at the That's AAS right. Training <laughs> Hall. Still got an hour or so of the game if you want to come down and bask in the glory. Oh, over the top. Horton does the rebound. He jumped all the result. It's going to go Sydney's way, though. Horton, though, showing some fighting spirit that time. 45 plays 22 with 2 minutes 55. Madgen finally gets a sit down as the... Uh, uh, the youngster in Georgia Manier, only a second WNBL game, heads out onto the floor. Domkins, oh, oh Blitzarvik again. again! That's a third steal, but couldn't quite beat it down. But Blitzarvik has just been a revelation in this game. Well, where's the, where's the stats? How tall is she? She's, uh, what, 180? No. Yeah, 188. Okay. And, and just a massive wingspan. Yep. She's just able to just get that extra, like, 10 centimetres into the passing lanes and just gets a tip on the ball all the time. Now pulls down a rebound when Manu had it off the back of the iron. Gave it to Levy. Back to Blitzarvik now. 
Latavic looking around, goes back to Levy. Levy over the top, tip it, tip it into the paint. The defence just collapsed all over at that time. I think El Manu's going to get her first personal foul from that. And it is Manu getting her first personal. 45 plays 22, and it won't send Tippett to the... Well, hold on. I thought it was on Tippett. No, it's uh, yeah, it, it was, but uh, it won't send them to the line. Inbound ball, Levy, Levy, watched by Lewis. Tippett tries to go again. The outlet pass goes to Thompson, uh, to, to Manier, then it's put up by Levy, and coming down with the ball is Domkins of the Sydney Uni Flames. So Domkins to set up now. 1-2, Lewis and Manu. Then it's Kennedy. Back to Domkins. Inside to Porter. Porter over the top of Blitzarvis. Not uh, dropping her. Horton will come up with the ball. Horton pushes it to Levy. Levy. I oh, tried to get it down low to uh, tip it. And it wasn't to be. And Domkins at the other end will now have the ball. Manu. Left side is Lewis. Over the top. Uh, Tippett very, very uh, careless there with uh, a spoil on the pass coming in. It was all arm. It was reckless and uh, not required. I'm waiting for her to get on, get on the back of someone with a big... Yes. ...and just punch the ball out. Well, I'll tell you what, you can, you can hear a lot more about Gretel Tippett and her... Well, if you're in Adelaide, famous mm. siblings, uh, has two brothers, one playing AFL, one training with the... Um, a Gold Coast 17 so Wee. there's plenty of interest in uh, the Tippett family <laughs> in sporting circles as again it is Sydney adding to their score 47-22 with a minute 13 Gretel Tippett coming up with us at half time as nice. Blitzarvis talk me through that play how did she get the shot up? she just cut really hard and I think it's you know there's an element we've, we've talked about this second Sydney group because oh. you've got uh, Afiaki and Porter out there but the rest would be your uh, your second unit, just not enough respect on that drive there. They really just sort of didn't think that she was going to go all the way and she was able to just carve it through. Manier to Madgen. Madgen trying to get something happen. Goes into the lane. Horton in the paint. Just oh. can't get it to drop. And it's Porter who wraps up the rebound. Inside the last 30 seconds now of the half here. Sport Radio WNBL ASAIS Basketball. Cross court to... Lewis, Lewis then kicks it back to Kennedy, top of the arc. Over the top, Porter has drawn a very soft foul out of Blitzarvis, who's now got her second. Now, two players for the AS on three personal fouls in Roberts and in Tippett. Now, with two, is Blitzarvis for the AAS, along with uh, Gillian Horton. So, AAS really got foul troubles there in the bonus, of course, and Porter makes them pay. Well, 17 shots they have given up the AS to Sydney at the charity stripe, and now 11 of them have 11 points have been scored. 49 plays 24 here at the training hall with Sydney in control. Blitzarvis top of the arc, then it goes left to Madgen. Madgen into the paint, pull up on the uh, left hand lane, just nice. in the paint, and hits a good jump shot. Kennedy on the buzzer beater. It was a ways away, and the AAS with a lot of work to do here as the Sydney Uni Flames have a uh, 23 point advantage at the long break. Sydney still shooting at 51%, 18 from 35. Then it is uh, the AIS 
was 37%, 11 from 30 shots. They've missed everything from outside with the six attempts they've put up. On the other hand, it's two from three for Sydney outside the arc. They've had three attempts from the charity stripe, the AIS. They've made two of them. 15 attempts from the charity stripe for Sydney Uni Flames. They've made nine. Rebounds, 11 to 24, Sydney's favour. Assists, 9 to 3, Sydney's favour. Steals, 5 to 4, AIS's favour. Two of them, Blitzarvis, Sarah Blitzarvis. Uh, blocks, three apiece. That's an interesting stat because uh, I thought Bakovic Brown had three by herself as uh, looks like um, we've got uh, Jess Bibby who is waiting for you to come back to the mic before she scores the last three points to yes. get to 3,000. Yes, I felt guilty last week. That's Two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I felt guilty last week because she had a shocking shooting night in Dandenong as well. So. Well, don't join her again tonight. No, no, no. Second chance points, <laughs> 10 to none, Sydney's favour. Points off turnovers, AIS with four, Sydney with two. Points in the paint, 26 to 22. So all stats that mean something to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps not. I'm going to ask her. Tess Magnum's got nine points for the game. She leads all scorers on the floor. It's uh, Bakovic Brown with eight. Also out there, Doc Smith, or Deanna Smith, I should say, with eight, and Ellie Manu with eight as well. Six points apiece for um, Sally Pataki and Michaela Dompkins. And uh, then it's five points for Natalie Porter, four points for Eva Afiaki, who um, is sitting on one foul, so she's looking quite good. No one really in foul trouble in this Sydney side, uh, is there? No, not at all. Uh, what, what the Institute did really well, we talked about it at a quarter time, how Sydney were uh, 9 of 13, I think, from the free throw line. They only sent Sydney to the line twice in that whole quarter, so much better defensive effort from the Institute. Um, didn't turn into a lot on the scoreboard, unfortunately, but yep. but at least you know being able to make that adjustment and not give them easy stuff, which is which is you know as a coach it doesn't matter who you're playing or you just hate to see your team just giving away easy baskets. And so a good adjustment there for the institute, and you know they're on, they're on target for a decent score. The offensive wise, they're looking to be shooting at maybe 50 or 60 points, which which for this AAS team is great. It's a really good result. Gretel Tippett, it's been a, an interesting start to your WNBL career, but how have you enjoyed getting out on the court and, and playing at this level? Yeah, I've loved every minute of it. Like It's a great experience, and I, I'm going to try and get better and better each game. It's going to be a struggle, but I'm enjoying it. How did you get into basketball in the first... Uh, what was that first step to uh, start playing? Um, well, my brothers. I started playing when I was seven because my brothers played. I used to um, be carted around to all their state championships and I just like always saw them playing so I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go and see see where it takes me. The family obviously is a sporty family. Your brother's playing football and what well, you have other brothers as well. Yeah, um, Kurt's with the Crows and Joel's just training with um, Gold Coast for the moment. So, yeah, they really support me and I support them and... Good fun. Well, we've been watching you over your three games here, and it looks like you could go all right with the Gold Coast side. Uh, you've got a great <laughs> vertical leap there, and you're not afraid to get into the pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love. That's probably my my best asset is um, athleticism. But um, yeah, I just got to build up my skills and concentrate really hard on getting stronger and 
building that base so I can get further, hopefully. You, you've had three games now playing women. You are, what, 16 years old, 17 years old at the 16, most? Yep. Yeah. How do you go with the physicality that these women are willing to play the game at? Is that been something that's been hard to adjust? Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> it's a bit intimidating, I suppose, but um, I just go out there and give it my best shot. I know hopefully when I'm their age I'll be just as strong, so i just got to keep it in perspective and um, use my time here as best I can to get strength-wise and skill-wise. So. Now, it's a big upheaval to move from Southport on the Gold Coast there to come down to Canberra. At the moment, the weather's beautiful, but you, you've got the whole Canberra winter to look forward to. How is that adjustment going? Yeah, everyone keeps warning me about the Canberra winters, but I um, haven't experienced one yet, so we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, it's been... It was a big move, big decision to make, but I've loved every minute of it. The girls are great. I love um, being coached by Phil and Christy and Peter, and, yeah, I think I'll adjust well. Now, you've started off with a couple of real hard games, Dandy on Canberra and, and, of course, Townsville. How are you guys getting in the mindset knowing that you're getting beaten by 30, 40 points each game at least, and how does that... Uh, affect your motivation well um we always try and improve every game and so far I think we have in certain areas and um I think Phil tries to get us a mindset of play every quarter and keep like certain goals to keep us going and um I think we can't really look at the final score it's just on our improvement and getting better every week and see where that takes us now what are your personal goals? What are you working on for the rest of this year to try and make Gretel Tippett a better basketballer? Um, pretty much all areas of my game. Um, keep my agility, get stronger, be able to fight it out in the post. Um, be confident player, be smart, learn every situation. Um, just be able to um, improve every aspect, pretty much. Mm. What has been the strength? What do you think that Phil and the other scouts saw in you that they said, you're going to be a potential Opal, you're going to go and play in Junior Worlds and all these other things that the players that do get scholarships, that's all what someone has seen in them. What what did they see in you? Um, I'm not too sure. I think... Hopefully they saw that I want to improve and I'm willing to give it my all. And, um, yeah, I love the game, so hopefully it shows and they saw potential there. You got to play against Lauren Jackson a couple of weeks ago. What was that like? Because I imagine you watched a lot of Lauren Jackson, but all of a sudden you're walking out on the court with her. Yeah, it was the best experience ever. So surreal. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was just running down the court and just seeing her run beside me. It was crazy. But, um, yeah, she's a really nice, like, sportsman, woman. And like, it's great to play against her. And I just gave it my all and tried my hardest. But, yeah, she's awesome. A lot of more experienced players have not come off, uh, have come off second best to Lauren, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, we wish you all the best for the rest of the year. We hope you enjoy your time at the AS, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you out on the court a lot more in uh, the seasons to come. Thanks a lot.
far I think we have in certain areas and um, I think Phil tries to get us a mindset of play every quarter and keep like certain goals to keep us going and um, I think we can't really look at the final score it's just on our improvement and getting better every week and see where that takes us. Now what are your personal goals? What are you working on for the rest of this year to try and make Gretel Tippett a better basketballer? Um, pretty much all areas of my game. Um, keep my agility, get stronger, be able to fight it out in the post. Um, be confident player, be smart, learn every situation. Um, just be able to um, improve every aspect pretty much. Mm. What has been the strength? What do you think that Phil and the other scouts saw in you that they said you're going to be a potential Opal, you're going to go and play in Junior Worlds and all these other things that the players that do get scholarships, that's all what someone has seen in them. What, what did they see in you? Um, I'm not too sure. I think... Hopefully they saw that I want to improve and I'm willing to give it my all. And um, Yeah, I love the game, so hopefully it shows and they saw potential there. You got to play against Lauren Jackson a couple of weeks ago. What was that like? Because I imagine you watched a lot of Lauren Jackson, but all of a sudden you're walking out on the court with her. Yeah, it was the best experience ever. So surreal. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was just running down the court and just seeing her run beside me. It was crazy. But, um, yeah, she's a really nice, like, sportsman, woman. And like, it's great to play against her. And I just gave it my all and tried my hardest. But, yeah, she's awesome. A lot of more experienced players have not come off, uh, have come off second best to Lauren, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, we wish you all the best for the rest of the year. We hope you enjoy your time at the AS, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you out on the court a lot more in uh, the seasons to come. Thanks a lot. Griddle Tippett joining us there eventually. If you were listening to the live version <laughs> of that, you'd probably want to download the podcast. <laughs> I am sorry about that. But, uh, well, a very interesting young lady, and, uh, of course, as you heard in that... Uh, Two other brothers that are at elite sports people, so yeah. a very talented family, the Tippets. Absolutely. And uh, well, we we have one more game for broadcast, as I mentioned, whilst you were off hobnobbing it with the Capitals, and uh, <laughs> that will be Perth versus the Chute. And uh, well, we'll be very interested to see how they, uh, those two teams match up later in the year. Did you see on the uh, the on the WNBL website the uh, position wanted? WNBL coach uh, for the Perth Lynx. Yeah, I was thinking about sending off an application for Michelle. She loves coaching so much these days. Yes, <laughs> uh, you might get in big trouble if you yeah. did that. But uh, no, Michelle <laughs> very much enjoys coaching from the sideline these days. And uh, well, I know I you know I coach uh, local comp here in in uh, senior state league in Canberra, and I come home every Thursday night, and uh, she's always got advice for me. I tell her the the things that didn't go well for us that night, and she's still got the knowledge, still got the, the hunger, but uh, uh, I think she's uh, in, enjoying being a mother and working full-time. And, <laughs> and probably wouldn't like the trip over to Western Australia to coach uh, WNBL again. She actually said that. She said you know, she'd like to coach again one day, but uh, as long as she didn't have to travel and didn't have to run trainings. <laughs> <laughs> if she could just rock up to games and coach, 
which we'd all love to do, obviously, <laughs> obviously <laughs> but um, yes. As uh, the teams head back out onto the court floor now, it is Madgan, Levy, Roberts, Payne and Horton for the AIS. It's Butler, Bakovic, Brown, Smith, Afiaki and Domkins. That was their starting five at the beginning of this game. Madgan kicks it in to Levy to restart the second half. Bounce pass left, goes to Horton. Now it's back to Madgan, who's already running kilometres here. Into the paint, pulls up left elbow, kick out to Levy. Horton for three, looks good out of the hand, is good through the net. 49 plays, 29 here. 20 point ball game in the first minute of the second half. Bakovic Brown, outlet pass to Butler. Butler tries the three. Horton pulls down the rebound. Lot better defensive structure that time. Oh, Levy pulled up on a five-cent piece <laughs> as uh, she kicks it left. Goes to Payne, gets the hand back. She had a choice for the three, didn't go for it. Gave to Roberts. Hand off to Levy. Ten seconds left on the shot clock. Levy goes down, gets oh. the shot over the top of Bakovic Brown. Roberts pulls down the rebound and Levy sets up again. Right side goes to Horton. Horton over the top, tries to bend it in. Roberts gets it back. Oh, no one going back to Roberts to help her out. She has to go back to Payne. Payne takes on Afiaki. Afiaki, I thought she got a hand all on the ball that time, but and Michael Cozier, who was a lot closer than me, said, nope, that's <laughs> Eva Afiaki's second personal foul. That was a good, good drive there from Nadine Payne. Lots of poise, just waited for the contact and, and put, the, put the shot up nice and strong. So a really good drive. Payne now makes the first of two and the AIS having a bit of a flourish here at the beginning of the third term. They're five points now to Sydney zip in the first minute of the quarter. Uh, that Go normally means you. retribution. <laughs> <laughs> As Bakovic Brown gets it in the paint. Oh, good collapsing defence by the AIS. They've got to react well here. Madgen did... Uh, sorry, Levy did a good job. The outlet pass to... Um, to Butler was tapped away very unlucky the AS didn't force a jump ball that time they would have gone back to Sydney Susie's not happy either yeah as Afiaki leaves the shot long and Madgen pulls down the board rebounds now 24 to 14 Payne now it's Horton Horton over the top to Madgen Madgen oh, just has the ball ripped away from Butler who can't stop the ball before it's over the side. Now uh, Horton and Coach Brown having a conversation there and Brown's gesticulation suggested what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Might be putting words in his mouth there though. Or at least uh, let's go a bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> As Levy gets the ball now well she's going at 100%. 100% tonight as Doc Smith just smashes it away from Madgen who was camped out on the right wing it was an interesting position for Madgen to set up she goes hard inside to Roberts Roberts takes on Bakovic Brown it doesn't fall and Afiaki does the clean up it was a decent look though, that was good as Domkins pulls up on the three point arc has got Butler behind her and she doesn't use her, now she picks up the dribble kick around, Bakovic Brown thought about the three, just moved inside the arc and then nailed the sweetest J you would like to see on a basketball court 51 plays 31 Bakovic Brown is on 10 points, leading scorer on the floor Sissy's always been a strong outside shooter even when she was here at the Institute Horton for a downtown three off the iron and no one in there to do any rebounding, Coach Brown's going to call some subs here as Garrick is going to come in 
as Bakovic Brown for three off the front of the iron. Afiaki gets it, leaves the put back short though, and Payne's off to the races now. Payne can kick it right to Roberts. No, goes wider, finds Lavy, pull up at the baseline. Oh, nice. And uh, it was a great uh, jump shot there. 51-33. touch there from Tessa Lavy. You're going to see big things out of her. She's just very impressive. Butler now setting up at the top of the arc. Goes Tafiaki, right elbow. Then it's Brown. Bakovic Brown. Oh, just unlucky there. Roberts tried to get onto the ball but rolled off the ball onto the arm and the foul's been committed. Susie's looking frustrated. This is, um, you know, she's not, she's not scoring or, or moving as freely or as well as you would expect the league's number one scorer to be to be playing and um, whether this is a, a good sign for Canberra tomorrow night or whether it's a bad sign you know if she has a has an ordinary game tonight she might come out all guns blazing tomorrow night but I think so she's coming out all guns blazing tonight irrespective but certainly um. not getting things her own way no she moves to 11 12 points now for the game though as she makes both of the fouls and uh, AIS Payne Left. Ooh. Oh, Lavy cuts baseline. That's a good piece of work that time as the uh, ball eventually gets into the hands of Blitzarvis and Blitzarvis cuts extremely well as Porter on the baseline goes back to back Vic Brown. That's the point. Then it goes to Smith. Smith into the paint. Kick out to Porter. Block oh. shot by Tippett. Tippett, fantastic block. It goes over the top now. Gives it off to uh, Gary. Oh. And Garrick with a very confident jump shot just inside the three-point arc on the 45. Well, the Institute are on a real real run here at the moment. They are indeed. As Bakovic Brown, oh, Tippett, a very soft fourth foul. And that means Roberts and Tippett now, both on four. And that's, 16, that's 14 minutes left in this game. Yep. Substitutions coming on Sally Pataki for Sydney. Seacamp comes on yeah, for Tippett. That's Seacamp. a big height differential. No, there'll definitely be a reshuffling of the defensive assignments. Mm. I don't think we'll be expecting Nicole Seacamp to uh, to defend Susie Bakovic. Yeah. Shot missed from the bonus that time. 55 plays 37. Handoff from Seacamp back to Levy on the left 45. Now bounce pass. Uh, good work by Payne there trying to drive baseline oh, just gets it knocked away in the end by Bakovic Brown ball ambitious pass Bakovic Brown throws it back but Levy was there and Levy off to the races once again dump off to the left Seacamp then goes to uh, who's that that's Garrick Garrick couldn't get the shot that's a first missed shot in the WNBL Garrick <laughs> she made the first two <laughs> as uh, Butler goes left side to Donkins then it's Porter back to Pataki back to Butler then around to Domkins Domkins into the paint oh good work by Seacamp getting in the passing oh. lane oh but Garrick just throws it a little bit too far ahead of Levy who still hadn't managed to turn yet and that's frustrating after you do all the hard work to get the ball back and Levy will sit down as Madgen comes back out now Madgen obviously going to be doing some help out on Bakovic Brown as well as watching Butler hand off to Domkins Garrick watching Domkins, and it'll be interesting to see just how much space Domkins can get on Garrick. She gets around the screen, and Seacamp will uh, be uh, giving away the foul. So first personal for Nicole Seacamp. 
of the AAS. That's the third team foul of the quarter, Simon. Five minutes to go. They can. Uh, you can live with that. Pull it in, yeah, Matt. Smith. Uh, sorry, that's Butler gets the ball. Oh, oh wow. Bakovic Brown couldn't move in on that ball as Payne jumped in the way. Great work by the ASD that time. Across. Eyes. Payne kicks left. Garrick drives in, dumps off and gives it back to Payne. Back to Garrick now. Bounce inside. Madgen. Madgen on Butler. There's the mismatch coming over the top though. Bakovic Brown trying to help out and probably picks up her third foul. No, it's going to go first personal on uh, Deanne Butler. Deanne Butler, yep. yep. Institute are winning this quarter 11-6 at the moment. Yep. Interesting to see that too, but uh, Sydney probably in conservation mode for tomorrow night, I think. You'd have to you'd have to see a 20-point run to probably see Coach Dalton uh, start to panic. And it's a fair, fair group that's out there. I mean, you've got Porter. Uh, Deanne Butler has just sat down. So you have Butler, Porter, Bakovic and uh, Donkins all out there. AIS missed both from the line that time. Madgen unable to convert. 55-37. Coach Brown looks frustrated. He goes, my best player's not hitting free throws. We've got troubles. As uh, Porter couldn't quite make the shot. Tried to get her own rebound, but Payne was there to tap it away. Seacamp running point now. It's an interesting position for Seacamp to be in. Now it goes to Madgen. Madgen being watched by Bakovic Brown. So some interesting defensive matchups at the moment as Blitzarvis pulls up at the baseline and uh, Bakovic Brown always going to outjump Garrick there. Although Garrick did her best to launch a screamer over the top of Bakovic Brown. Kennedy now goes to Pataki. Pataki really swinging that ball around. Donkins hits the deck as Porter puts up the shot. Uh, Blitzarvik couldn't pull in the rebound so Pataki comes up with it and Bakovic Brown gets another one rebounding now 30-17 to 17, as a very soft off the ball foul being called on Blitzarvis and that's Blitz, uh, no it's been no, called it was on, on Taylor Roberts Taylor Roberts so that's her f- second personal no no Nadine Payne Nadine Payne sorry yeah you've thrown me <laughs> Nadine Payne with her second when they're in the huddle like that they are very hard to, to pick apart yeah they are, they are. Very same sort of hairstyle, same height. Yeah. They're very solid builds, the both of them, and they will get into the conditioning of the weights, and they're going to be very, very good players, I feel. Butler, uh, sorry, that's uh, Smith, goes back, gives it off to Kennedy. Kennedy's shot doesn't fall, but Butler, uh, but Smith, wrong Deanne. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls the ball down. Pataki calling Manu back, gives it off to Smith. Smith will go for it there. That is an NBA attempt. <laughs> as Pataki and Thompson now wrestling for the ball and the ball's over the line by Thompson so Sydney get another crack on it another 24 second clock and we have 3 minutes 17 left to go in the third turn the AIS crowd and Phil Brown furious with that call it was blatantly off a Sydney player Coach Brown also having words inbound ball going off to Smith Smith, oh dumped it into the back of the head of Porter Porter looked at it and just went what the hell well, happened there? Last two or three minutes, Sydney are, are terrible. They're a shambles. They, there's no organisation. They're turning it over. They're passing it off the back of each other's heads. They're, yeah. Um, Coach Dalton doesn't seem worried at all. She's running different combos there, I guess. As Madgen takes it all the way, gets the shooter's roll. That was a nice layup in heavy traffic. She took on three to make that move. Well, 13-6, the AIS winning this quarter now. 11 points for Madgen too. 
as Manu hands off to Kennedy. Kennedy settles the ship, goes to Deanna Smith. Deanna Smith bounce pass to Manu, hand back. Smith driving baseline, Manu in the paint, banks it in. Yeah, just too strong there, really, Manu. Just been a lot of body in yeah, there. AIS winning the second half at the moment. 57 plays 39 in the game. Winning a half against Sydney would be a huge effort. Winning a quarter would be a huge effort too for this AAS group. Thompson, forward, backwards. But Savas was there for the help out, but Roberts is in the, t- in the paint. Oh, she tried a little bit too hard and got it flat. Porter, Kennedy, Butler, and I think Thompson got a hand on it. A hot pass looking for Pataki in the corner. And it will be a Sydney ball from the side. So Kennedy will restart the place. I'll get your thoughts in a moment. As Kennedy, she'll go to the charity side. Oh, kick out. Butler, uh, sorry, Smith, Porter, and Porter knocks the jump shot. That uh, net's looking a bit worse for wear, Simon. We've <laughs> yeah, lost a couple of strands. Couple of weeks. Yeah, we lost a couple <laughs> of strings off that net. As Blitzavis, over the top, a lazy pass to Madgen. Don't forget, the AS definitely in this game. In this half, Madgen, oh. talk me through that layup. Just brilliant change of direction. To, you, you've talked about it before about Madgen just will not give up her opportunities and, and pick up her dribble. She just dribbled through, changed from right hand to left, and completely wrong footed a defender. Made a nice layup. That was a pro move. Porter oh, gets in front of Blitzarvis. Blitzarvis couldn't pull down the rebound, but tell you who can, as Madgen. Had to get rid of it because she was sliding, sliding on the ground. And, yeah. uh, and but just a fantastic effort from the Institute at the moment. Nat Porter, you, you'd expect that. You know, she's been out for a few months now. You expect her to miss some of those shots. She's, and that's why she's here tonight. You know, there have been questions. Oh, why would you bring her back in a game like this? And well, like, you well, want to give a game exactly, time. Exactly why. You know, we saw two weeks ago people uh, getting upset here with Lauren Jackson playing a lot of minutes in the last quarter when the Capitals are up by 70. But she needs but it, a game if time. If you're yeah. Coach Kraft, you need her to get as much game time under your belt as possible. And listening to the call from Perth a few weeks ago, when uh, it was, uh, I can't remember if it was Perth or where it was Bendigo, when uh, the Caps were up by a lot mm. and the Perth crowd were going, oh no, five minutes ago and Jackson's come off the floor. You know, they were wrapped when they saw Jackson go back on because, Absolutely. Uh, you know, you just don't get the chance to watch it. Blitzarvis from the baseline. Oh, she puts it into the sidebar that hangs from the roof here at the training hall and that will see a turnover. 59 plays 41. We've seen two turnovers in the last few minutes, Simon. Both teams not securing the ball well as Porter goes to Deanna Smith. Back to Kennedy. Kennedy to Manu. Right elbow and great work by Roberts there. Just stopping it from putting a shot up. Yeah, solid defence. Manu just forcing that. Look at this. Blitzarvis again not giving up the dribble. It meant when she got uh, Smith out of position she could change directions and go again. Madgen tried to put it down through the paint. No, Roberts. Almost got it in I there. I thought she got a touch on along the baseline to Taylor Roberts. Yeah. Roberts is going to come and sit down. Nicole Seacamp back on. Interesting to see the rotations now. He knows he's got these girls on four, so Coach Brown wants impact minutes. Blitzarvis knocks it down. Inbound pass, almost a Jackson play, Simon. <laughs> She'll be loving you when she hears that I'll call. I tell you what, uh, 14 to 11 is the turnover count at the moment, and that is a good sign for the AS that they've managed to force so many turnovers. As Seacamp gets a hand in the passing lane as the ball was heading for Smith. AIS shooting at 41% now. Sydney dropping to 42. 
interesting set. Samir just flat. Yep. Kennedy now kick out to Porter from just inside the three-point arc. Magan pulls down a rebound, kicks quickly to Horton. Horton, oh, didn't see the shot, didn't put it up. I think Madgen knew they were running out of time there. And unfortunately for the AS, they missed the scoring chance. 59, plays 43, and the AIS win the quarter. I think that's the first quarter this group has won all, well, since they came together three games. They won at 17 17 to 10. That's a great result for this 10 points for Sydney. That is the lowest quarter in this game so far. AIS got 11 in the second, 15 in the first. So... Um, that would be one of the lowest quarters Sydney have scored this year. Yep. Maybe the last quarter against Canberra in Sydney. That was a pretty bad yeah, quarter for a, them. Yeah, a shocker there. But I don't think it was a ten-point quarter. That's a, it's a pity that um, none of the Capitals are here scouting anymore and haven't no. been able to see this, this collapse from Sydney. You know, we talked about giving Nat Porter and, and resting some of your bigs and stuff, but regardless of who you've got on the floor, you put, and this is all relative yes. and... and up to opinion, but you put the five worst Sydney players on that floor, they have got to be playing better than that group did in that quarter. So, um, Dalton, you know, what, looking down the bench, Coach Dalton didn't seem concerned at all. Well, but, I can uh, see the gesticulation group, there. I'd be... I wish we had the, the uh, microphone <laughs> down that end, because it would be a very interesting tale. Stats at three-quarter time, Simon Peters. Well, as we as we mentioned, the big result there being the score, 17 to 10, in uh, in favour of the AIS. The turnover count really starting to creep up uh, for Sydney. 11. They had 19 turnovers in the game against Logan last week too. So turnovers have been an issue for them. You know, ideally you want you if you're going to be happy with the way your team's playing, you you know 12 to 15 you can live with. Mm-hmm. Anything under there is fantastic. When you start getting up around that 20 mark, uh, unless you're the AIS, for any other team, uh, anything over 20 is not good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, most coaches would see that as unacceptable. But uh, just more, I mean, I mean, it's things that aren't going to really show up in the stats that were the reason that the AIS won that quarter. And it was just hustle. It was old-fashioned hustle. They just got after it. They, it was almost like they had the, the proverbial smelt the blood in the water and just went for it. They were they were stepping into every lane. They were attacking the, the basket relentlessly. They really pushed Sydney and put them on the back foot. You can see straight away um, Coach Dalton's bringing in back in uh, Deanna Butler because that's uh, you know she runs this team. She's their point guard and she'll be telling her, get out there and get things organised. Butler, Lewis, Bakovic Brown in the paint. Defence collapse on her. She's good enough though just to lay back. Fade in jump. Bumped off the defence and fade backwards, yeah. Porter's out there as well. It's Levy, Tippett, Payne, Madgen and Horton. Dump off to Horton. Just inside the three-point arc. Rattles in and out. And Porter pulls down the rebound as Domkins is off to the races. Pulls up on the three-point arc, then kicks it round. The arc it goes. Porter, Butler... Bakovic Brown, reverse layup is good as Molly Lewis drives that baseline hard. And for Lewis, who's not been a regular member of this squad, she really needs to show some good, strong minutes here if she wants to uh, be part of this team come Feilenstein. Yeah, definitely. She wants to push in. As Levy, or oh, had to pull up when she got the Bakovic Brown. Payne tried to get it over the top, but there's too much defence there and Domkins came up with it. So, 
Deanna Butler bringing it in the front court. Just interesting to see Tippett take her for a moment. Lewis. Lewis gets the pass inside to Porter. Great work from Payne. Goes out. Porter had to readjust, then kick out to Domkins. Domkins tried the three. Horton now bringing the ball down the floor. Hand off to Levy. Oh, she dropped that dribble again, Simon. Really yeah, can't afford that. Good good opportunity to do it, though. I mean, way out in the backcourt, and she had options to kick off. So, really, was it was the release pressure that, uh, that Dan Butler was putting on her. Travel called. Ooh, unlucky. On Horton that time, as uh, timeout's been called by Coach Brown. And it's off to a four-point run in this quarter, so you don't reckon there was a rocket over in that Sydney Uni Flames. <laughs> <laughs> the flame was the uh, gunpowder trail to the uh, <laughs> to the fireworks that went off in that three-quarter time huddle. I bet they were wishing they were uh, in the change room at that break. Yes. Uh, but yeah, just a uh, AIS um, still looking good. They're, they're still getting up and in the face of them defensively they're not taking a backward step offensively either so just a really good aggressive game from them in, in this second half and you see Coach Brown he doesn't want this to get out to too big a lead it's, it's four zip this quarter already mm. he'll be getting his charges sorted saying look no no let's use the game plan well the, the goal is there win this half We've we've won the first quarter, the, the third quarter. Yep. Let's win a half of basketball. Well, that's very very doable with a seven point uh, lead after the the first, well the third quarter, the first quarter of the second half. See who comes back out. It's the same group for Sydney. Bakovic Brown's coming back out. Lewis, uh, Nat Porter, Donkins, and Dean Butler. It's Tippett, Madgen, Lavy. Levy and Horton, Horton. Yeah. as Lewis has the ball goes to Donkins Donkins over the top to Porter makes the layup it's a six point run now for the Sydney Uni Flames Sydney are playing smart they, they got into trouble by sort of the, the AIS clogging up the, the keyway in that third quarter baseline oh, jump baseline shot from Levy no one went to her she's been shooting well and no one went to her. Levy now has got, um, what is it? Six points. Six points for the game. Thank you. I was looking at fouls going, that's not right. As uh, Madgen was trying to milk the foul, knowing that she didn't have any tonight. And uh, Gretel out. is out of the game. That's why Madgen was going, it was on me, it was on me. As Gretel Tippett sits down. Obviously, we'll never do an interview with Gretel Tippett before a game again. (laughs) (laughs) She gets fouled out of the game with only one point. um, Yeah, and she's been averaging 10 points a game. Um, Susie Bakovic wasn't even really looking to score there. She just sort of came towards the baseline and was trying to uh, backwards over her head, reverse. So they kind of bailed her out. But anyway. Bakovic round makes both. So she's finding her range now. And that is six. Seven points to two as it's uh, for the quarter. 67 plays 45. Payne now kicks left, goes to Levy. Levy on the 45, goes to Payne, who's now at the baseline. Oh, touched away pass from back of the ground. Magden gets it. Magden for three. She's not a three point shooter. It was well off to the right. Didn't even hit the ring, just hit the backboard. Uh, tough basket, tough ask anyway. As Butler, Ooh, Magden, and job. Lewis. It's going to be the AS ball. That's what, you, that's what I love about Tess Madgen. 
she knows that you know that wasn't a great shot. She took down the other end, mm. so she doesn't drop a head. She doesn't beat herself up. She comes back here, forces a, a jump ball situation, oh, back which becomes possession for the AI. Back Vic Brown makes the steal. Butler does the finish off. Levy trying to get the block shot on, but even Butler is tall to Levy. <laughs> back Vic Brown. Still with 18 points, leading scorer on the court. 10 points to um, oh. Melnu and 9 points to Porter is the uh, top scorers for Sydney. As AIS again unable to uh, control the ball down in the front court and it will be ball out over the size. Tapped away again by Madgen who sits down, Horton sits down. Inbound ball. Goes to Donkins. I think uh, Michelle Hocking heard that I ended her for the... Uh, as uh, Bakovic Brown makes the layup. I think Michelle Hocking heard that I ended her for the uh, Perth job and just come down here to smack me over the head somehow, Simon. <laughs> as she walks in, we'll hear from Michelle Hocking tomorrow night at the AIS Arena when Mark Aston, Simon Peters and Michelle Hocking bring you all the action from the Sydney Uni Flames. Head up the Hume Highway to speak to, well, to, to look at this Jackson Capitals unit. And uh, Coach Brown, he said, I need to talk to you girls once again here at the training hall. It is 71 plays, 45, Simon. This is fourth quarter, certainly not a, any indication on how the AS were playing in the third. No, nah, I mean, that was a hell of a quarter they had to win that quarter 17 to 10. Uh, they made Sydney look bad which was uh, a really, really good effort from them. Which is a hard job to do with this Sydney lineup. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, uh, Sydney didn't do themselves any favours either in, in uh, helping to make themselves look bad. Yeah. But, uh, you, yeah, clearly words were had at three-quarter time and Sydney have come out uh, looking as clinical as they have for the first two quarters of this game. And I think we're expecting to uh, continue at least for the next three or four minutes. They'll be wanting to put as much distance as possible and really uh, stamp their authority on the rest of this game and then uh, I would expect to see the the uh, Butlers and Bakovic Browns head to the bench and, and rest up for tomorrow night's game. 12 points to 2 this quarter for the Sydney Uni Flames. 71 plays 45 as Manu, Butler, Lewis Domkins and Bakovic Brown out there for Sydney up against Levy, Thompson, Roberts, and, uh, well, Manier has been called for a very soft foul. So, um, Manier, first personal foul. Hasn't had much time out there, has Georgia Manier tonight. But Domkins to shoot two. That's his second team foul here with six minutes left to go in the game. Domkins... Makes the shot. So, 74 plays 45. As Levy now works right, left. Go for the three. She's done everything else right, but that time it was way off to the right. Second guessed herself out yep. of that too, I think. Manu now working back with Bakovic Brown in the backcourt. Oh, Levy tried to make an athletic steal that time. Couldn't pull it in in time. And the pass was an ambitious one from Manu to Domkins at the half. So, Butler, back of it, Brown all by herself on the paint. Roberts took a long while to get to her. This time, Sydney. It was Lewis who threw it way behind Domkins. <laughs> uh, not even close. 
So it's Levy. Goes back to Manier. Levy again. Kicks left to Thompson. Thompson drives down and Bakovic Brown from oh, behind. Wow, Susie Bakovic Brown. Uh, she was trying to uh, trying to draw out the uh, trying to draw out the. No, I didn't touch it out. Couldn't <laughs> have been me. Five minutes, twenty-two seconds left in the game, and the AS with a big hole to dig out of here. Molly Lewis showing the bench, and, and Coach Dalton's having words with her. Nothing, nothing full on. Just saying, listen, buddy. You've got to look after that ball a bit better if you're going to be Again, AIS don't get it inside in five seconds. Oh, man. Sydney, get the ball back. Pataki now. Back to Butler. Goes to Smith. Smith in the paint. Outlet to Manu. All the defence was around Smith that time. Manu knocks down a long range two. 476. Plays 45. We're out to a 17-2 to two quarter. That's a rocket that it was sent out there at three-quarter time for sure. Yeah, uh, done a very good job of just shutting down the AIS offensively and that turns into you know people dropping heads and oh. not playing as well Thompson does her own rebounding oh. second shot doesn't go Roberts outlets to Thompson Thompson turn around jump shot in the paint can't drop either good looks all three of them but uh, yeah, just unlucky just not dropping as now Smith working through the paint and Manier's going to have a second personal foul in quick succession points will count and that will give a bonus to Doc Smith. Now, you know the story on why Dockey's Doc. Doc, as a, um, as a young junior, she inherited the, na- the nickname Gobbledock because of her love of Smith's chips. She used to just always eat them a lot. And At the time... Some of her less, uh, less tactful friends used to think she looked a bit like the Gobbledock too. Well, she had the hair back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did have the hair back then. But it stuck. She's been Doc ever since. <laughs> as Roberts... Uh, sorry... Payne, no, Roberts gets the ball. You're right, they do look a lot alike. Thompson now, tried oh. to get it to Roberts down the baseline. The pass, though, was errant as Payne and Madgen come back in. Manier sits down. Four minutes and 12 seconds left to go. 20 points for Bakovic Brown, who missed... What was the shooting percentage at three-quarter time? Because she missed an awful Five lot. Five of ten. So yeah. So. Still decent, but... Um, yeah. Missed a lot of gettable ones, though. They weren't... They weren't impossible. Uh, and Smith just has one rattle out there. Roberts gets the rebound, gives it off to Thompson. Porter tries to block the shot. Does enough to just put too much on it from Thompson as she went over the top of Porter and the turnover affected. Rebounding again good by Sydney. Round through hands. They've got some quick hands. Outside to Manu. She was at the top of the key. And she nailed that one for Sydney, it is 81 plays, 45, 20 points to two this quarter, Simon. They've had one basket in mind. And there it is. As <laughs> Roberts now makes it 20 points to four. Scoreline is now 81 plays, 47. And the foul, second personal foul on Ellie Manu. The uh, Institute girls definitely looking pretty weary now. They had a... Um as we talked about it earlier, they've had a big week at uh, junior camp here at the AIS. Roberts makes the bonus and it's 81 place 48. Here, so a 22 to 5 quarter now. As Kennedy is out there, Pataki, Porter on the right elbow. Porter drives down the lane, can't make the shot. Manu puts it back in, 83 place 48. 
Three minutes left, Si. Ellie Manu's looking tough, so I think uh, she she's always grown. showed potential when she was here at the Institute, but um, oh, Nat Porter sits on uh, uses, Nadine uh, Payne. Nadine Payne as a as a crash mat there. <laughs> Poor Nadine just got caught underneath as Porter came falling down. Both players get up, no dramas, so all's well that ends well. <laughs> but it didn't look good there for a second. Particularly coming back, first game back from a serious hand injury. See yeah. Porter spill like that was a bit scary. As Madkin gets the ball, Batavis is out there now for the AIS. Batavis trying to make room for herself. She makes and room. Does. Oh, oh, bounces on the iron twice. Manu does the rebounding. 83-48 here. Two minutes 45 left to go. Blutavis with the intercept. She's off to the races now. Manu gets back in front. Goes across trying to find Madgen. I think Manu got a hand on the pass. I was the only one that saw uh, that though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Coach Dalton calls the timeout. Coach so Dalton. Sarah Blutavis has shown some uh, remarkable insight defensively. You know, we, we talked about her wingspan and stuff and her yep. ability to get in the lanes, but that's the second time tonight where in transition she has just popped into a lane where clearly the, the Sydney players thought that passes on and she's just gone whack. But the cleanest steal and uh, and that yeah, is her that, third stuff for the game. That's stuff you can't teach. That's, um, uh, I'm just trying to think of another player who has that kind of um, Almost six cents defensively. Well, I'd say I tell Penny you, Taylor is one. She's Penny Taylor is a big, but I, I, I think you find the the likes of a, a former Sydney Uni Flame and former Opal in that point guard position. Help me out here. She, Alicia uh, Poto. Alicia Poto. Yep. She she's got a great sense of even if the player doesn't know the pass is going to be that way. Yep. She seems to be able to get into a passing lane. Before the player knows they're going to pass it that way. Yep. And, and of course, you know, when you talk about yes, talking about watching the game a couple of plays ahead, then you really can't go past Kristen Veal at, at yep. either end of the floor. Well, She's the thing is, she doesn't get passes intercepted too often. She's got that NFL quarterback arm on <laughs> That's her. That's right. But there have been times where uh, she's known the passes on even if the receiver hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> As the AIS head back out onto the floor now. It's Porter. Oh, good work from Payne to strip the ball from Porter. Porter gets it back. Payne taps it away. Garrett comes down with the rebound. Good hard work that time. Payne gets it at half court. Brings it into the front now. I'm liking the look of Madeline Garrett. She's a hustler. She's got, yeah, she's got space here if they can get the ball to her on the far Ooh. side. No, it goes down low trying to get into Nadine Payne. They're running Payne, Roberts and Blitzarvis. That's a very tall line at considering that Tippett's off the floor that's probably as tall as they can go with Madgen and also Garrick out there Madgen gets the inbound pass and makes a nice little 13 foot jump shot on the baseline you got Taylor, Taylor and Roberts and Nadine Payne both the 16 year olds yeah. they are battling out there as hard as any bloody veteran in this league they are, they're not taking a backward step at all against the likes of Susie Bakovic uh, Nat Porter and Ellie Manu they've shown a lot of courage in this game over the top, Doc Smith thought someone would be in the corner. Fantastic no receive there. pass there from Dr. Kieran Fallon. Sitting at the end of the AOS bench there. He's one of his best all possessions all year, Dr. Fallon. Yeah, absolutely. He knew that was coming. He picked it off nicely. Yep. As Madgen with the ball now for the shoot. As Madgen brings it straight down the centre, Kennedy goes to her in defence. Madden pulls up, lets Kennedy go back. When they go into the zone here, AIS are lost. Payne, bounce pass inside, but Manu reads it better. Oh, Manu lost the... Uh, oh, no, uh, Blitzarvis with that reach. 
yeah, I don't know that it was too much of the reason. I thought it was a lost on the dribble then. Well, there's a reason why Ellie Manu is not a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty ugly dribble up the sideline there. There's Manu now. Works it back to Kennedy. Kennedy goes to Domkins. Domkins fakes the three. Blutarbis left the feet, oh, but was good yeah. enough to get the, block. the rebound. And then Smith had a block on the pass. <laughs> Blitzarvis gets it back, gives it back Ooh, to Madgen. Madgen yeah. couldn't get the layup, but Manu's got a third personal foul and will send Madgen to the line. But smart play from Madgen there. She knew the shot was never going to be on, but she knew that Put Manu it was all over her as well. So She knew she was about up. to get mugged, so she uh, got the wallet out first. Yep, yep definitely. Yeah. And bought herself a couple of fa- free for free. <laughs> Say that Ooh. six times quickly. You can see why Mark Aston's <laughs> got the big game tomorrow night, chaps. <laughs> Makes the first as Madgen. Second rattles around and blocking out well was Pataki. And that's one of the things about Pataki brings you as a six man. Domkins, although the uh, WNBL, you need to go to eight these days in this league. Smith has it, uh, Garrick drawing the foul on Smith. That'll be the fourth team foul with 56 seconds to go. The AS have been quite good here. They've only given away one foul in about five minutes. Yep. In six minutes, in fact. There's no shrinking violets at all on this AAS team. They're mm-hmm. going out and, and The second quarter, they, really, dropped, really they well. dropped uh, their intensity. And um, inside Pataki can't get it to drop. Smith gets back onto it. Payne oh, did a best to Fowler, but uh, somehow Clever they put the whistle away. Smith, yeah. Yeah. And Smith makes the basket. 85 plays 51 here. A 24, a 26 point last quarter by Sydney, sealing up this victory as Roberts turns in the paint, can't get the drop. Manu cleans up again. Manu will have some uh, rebounds now, just quietly. She's up to nine, for, uh, sorry, eight for the game now, as the travel's being called that time on. Was it Pataki or Manu that got called for that travel? I uh, think it was on Manu. Alright, that's why she's not a point guard as we said before. <laughs> 85-51, 22 seconds left. Madgan pushing the ball down the floor. Garrick has it. Smith watching her. Oh, Smith makes a steal. Pushes that out in front of Pataki. Pataki, well, Blitzarvis. Tried her best. Yeah, and fouled her. So Blitzarvis now, that'll be her third personal foul. And uh, Pataki will go to the line to get the bonus. 87 plays 51 here. It's a 28-point quarter for Sydney to 8. They don't quite win the half the AS, but they do have a quarter win. That's good news. And a hell of a quarter. And, and, you know, plenty False start by game. everyone here. Ball I didn't drop, again, so yeah. Pataki will. <laughs> Payne and Blitzarvis went early then. Considering how tired these girls have been, how hard they will have worked all week, there's a lot to like about tonight's game. Pataki misses again. Manu crashes as Payne falls over. And it's a blue ball. So 10 seconds left. The AS will want to finish off with the score, Simon. Definitely. Payne. To inbound the ball to Madgen. There's going to need to get some help up the floor, I think. No, Madgen's good enough. Seven seconds left. They need to set up. Good screen by Payne. Madgen going to have to go herself here in a moment. Garrick gets the ball on the right-hand side. Leaves it as an air ball. And that's the game. 87 plays 51. Simon Peters out there to speak to the coaches in just a few minutes. Simon, uh, I've given you a fair list of people to speak to, but we have to speak to Nadine Payne and find out the question she asked... (laughs) Jacko here at uh, the training camp because it is certainly 
We, we want to hear the answer because we haven't heard the whole story yet. Well, if we can't get it out of them, we'll, we'll just get hold of uh, Michelle Mento. Michelle Mento. She Mento. knows the answer. That's it. We'll uh, see what was said. Running through the points here now, and 87 plays 51 as... Well, we'll hear from the coaches in just a few moments. It is Bakovic Brown leading scorer with 20 points, 16 points for Ellie Manu and 13 points for Deanna Smith. Good work there by Smith in the end. She really had a solid game. As uh, also out there, Madgan with 16 points, Batavis with 8. Rebounds, 9 for Afiaki, 7 for Taylor Roberts, 5 for Nadine Payne as Deanna Smith with 7 assists Bakovic Brown 4 steals Smith with 2 steals 3 block shots for Bakovic Brown Litsavis with a block shot 3 steals had a whale of a game tonight certainly one of the best well out of her 3 games we've seen her play certainly one of her best Simon Peters is heading around to the court to speak to a number of the people looking to get in with uh, Coach Brown now. Bakovic Brown is uh, speaking to Karen Dalton about some plays down there in the paint. Michelle Hocking here, sideline. We're going to hear a lot more from you tomorrow night with uh, the game of the season, Michelle, the Capitals versus this Sydney Uni outfit. And uh, Well, Sydney would have seen tonight as a, a good warm-up for the game. Well, that's right. I mean, as uh, I've heard Karen say in her pre-game interview, it's one game at a time, but clearly it was an expected win here from Sydney tonight. An opportunity for Karen to uh, get Porter back into the lineup and rotations. And, uh, yeah, tomorrow night's just going to be an absolute blockbuster of a game. Simon Peters is down there with Karen Dalton. Oh, well, you know, um, probably not. No. It was pretty scrappy as far as I was concerned, particularly yeah, the third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, um, different combinations. We're trying to get Nat back into the game and, you know, but no, probably not. Uh, fourth quarter's pretty good. Um, at various stages of the first half, yes, good, but we still haven't put four quarters together, which is a bit of a worry. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was clear you were, were experimenting yeah. around and trying yeah. to get Nat back into she looked good though. She looked uh, yeah. like she was moving freely and yeah, no. not too worried about the hand or anything. No, no, she's not worried about the hand. It's yep. just about getting back into uh, basketball match fitness, I yep. suppose. Uh, not match fitness, but getting used to, you know, playing in games. Which, sure. as I said, she's only had a couple of sessions on the floor. Yep. So early to bed tonight for the big game tomorrow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll catch you up with the arena tomorrow. Okay. Thank Thanks, you very Karen. much. Simon Peters there with our Karen Dalton. Still trying to get a hold of Coach Brown. He's not ready to speak to us here at Sport Radio. So uh, we might see if uh, Simon... Well, Simon heading over to Coach Brown now. Just looking at some of the other stats here on the sideline, Michelle. 47% the shooting percentage for Sydney, 37% for the AIS. 72 shots to 60 at the end of the game. So AIS are starting to get more confident now and starting to get a lot more looks. 60 shots is uh, is a good number for a WNBL team as uh, Coach Brown now doing the points, his votes for the game so uh, we'll also see here that uh, rebounding 46 to 28 as uh, 46 to 28 is a big discrepancy on the rebounds and offensive rebounding here for Sydney I think will be a, a very telling well AIS have 5 offensive rebounds, 12 to Sydney. It's uh, big numbers. Simon Peters moving into position now and it looks like going to have a chat with Natalie Porter. 
Okay, we've got Nat Porter, first game back from injury. How's it uh, feeling at the end of the game? Yeah, it feels fine now. Uh, a bit rusty out there, but it's good to have a hit out with the young girls and before we play Canberra tomorrow night. Just good to see you back on the floor. I know when it, when you had that injury, it was people were talking about it maybe being the end of your season. Yeah, well, luckily it wasn't this place, so um, that's the thing that they were worried about. But I didn't have to have any surgery, so it was just six weeks in the cast and then three weeks of rehab and strengthening it up. So, yeah, it feels all right. So you've clearly still been running and stuff. You look looking great, looking very, very fit. Yeah, well, I had to keep myself in shape, knowing that I'd be back for the season. I didn't want to come in, you know, and be a oompa loompa. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's been working out. <laughs> a lot of time on the dreaded bike. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I was on the treadmill when I had my cast on, so oh, and I had one of those fiberglass ones, so it was waterproof, so I got to get in the pool and splash around. So it, it was pretty good. It didn't really impede me too much. And ready for the big one tomorrow night? It's going to be a huge game. It's going to be a massive, yeah, very massive game. So, um, look, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it will match up very well against Canberra. And, um, yeah, playing so much at, history there at their home. Yeah, there is so much yeah. history. It's sort of a, a pre-finals game, I guess you could call it. So, yep. I mean, really, we really need to get the win and, and try and consolidate the second spot. We want to get a home final and, and a second chance. So, yeah, it's a big game. Well, it's just great to see you back on the floor. Thanks. And uh, we'll let you rest up now and get ready for that big one and probably catch up with you tomorrow night. Yeah, no worries. Cheers. Thanks, Nat. Thanks very much to Nat Porter. And uh, interesting what she said there. Didn't want to look like an oompa loompa. <laughs> I, this is the fittest we've ever seen Nat Porter in she, a season in WNBL. Yeah, absolutely. And she looked fantastic at the start of the season and uh, I think probably the best I've ever seen a look at the, at the start of a WNBL season so it's good to see that she was able to um, you know, keep her fitness and, and stay in shape uh, during that injury um, time out for injury and I think Simon's going to chat with Phil Brown right Okay we've got now. Coach Phil Brown um, pretty amazing third quarter there Yeah it was good, you know the kids are doing well and um, you know we've only used 22 different players this season so uh <laughs> You know, we start to forget their names after a while, but no, it's good. We got, you know, we feel like we're moving forward now. We've got our group in. This is the group that's going to be in here for a, you know, a year or two, and uh, we can actually start to, you know, put some things in place. And um, but they, you know, they're athletic and they're long, and you know, they play pretty hard. And um, you know, we just ran out of steam. We've just come off a national junior training camp. Yeah, big week for you. Four days and eight sessions, so they're absolutely dead. But I thought they toughed it out pretty well. One of the things we talked about during the call is that has seemed so impressive about this group is we've talked about how young they are. Yeah. You got you know particularly in the last parts of those uh, those last two quarters you had Taylor Roberts and Nadine Payne out there banging bodies with Susie Bakovic and Alec Manu. They never took a backward step. They just went at it and went about their business. With yeah. No sign of being intimidated at all. Yeah, and, and they're 16 years old. Yeah, you exactly. know, so they're not even you know they're not 17 for a few months. So <laughs> you know it's pretty amazing when you think that where. You know, starting uh, 16, you know, three 16-year-olds, Tessa Levy, and uh, you know, well, Dean didn't start, but Tippett's 16. Yep. Uh, you know, um, so we only, you know, we only got 16, 17-year-olds, and of course, Tess Madgen's our only lone senior at 19, and yep. um, so you know, we're excited about you know what we have, and and uh, they're very coachable. There's really good energy in the group, and. Um, you know, yeah, there's a bit there to work with. So. Yeah, Tessa Levy's really sort of come on just very, very quickly as well. Yeah, she's a great little kid, really thinks about the game, very coachable, wants to learn about the point guard position. And even in, you know, she came in on December the 4th, the improvement's been pretty remarkable just in five weeks. Yep. 
Excellent work. Well, plenty to work with. Yeah, look, it's fun. It's exciting, and you know, we just got to. You know, we had it at what 15 or 16 there at one stage. Yeah. I think at at uh, yeah, well, 17 third to 10 quarter. in that last qu- in yeah, that third quarter too. Yeah, you know, we just lost our way in the last quarter. The more energy, and yeah. we got in some foul trouble, and we hit some sort of funny combinations out there. But uh, <laughs> so you know, begging the referee there with yeah, that last yeah. one for Grell Tippett. Well, you know, <laughs> it end, end up in a 28 to eight. I think, or 28, uh, yeah, 28 to 7, I think, last quarter. Yeah. So it was a bit disappointing. But anyway, there were some positive things there. So. All right, we'll let you get back to the girls. Thanks okay, thanks. Hopefully Simon Peters just uh, will go and see Nadine Payne there. So, Nadine Payne. Okay, we've got Nadine with us. Now, apparently you asked Lauren Jackson a very important question <laughs> at camp the other day, and everyone in the world is, is hanging out to hear the answer. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Because apparently the, the the press have been asking her about whether there's just going to be a last Olympics and oh, um, yeah. and no, she hasn't given the answer to anybody. But yeah. the word is that she gave the answer to you. Yeah, she did. Um, well, if she hasn't told anyone, I don't really. She can tell you. You can tell us. <laughs> nah. It's only us and a, and a worldwide internet the whole audience. World, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. How was that to actually um, um, yeah, spend some time with her? Yeah. It was so great. She's such an inspiration. Like, I've looked up to her ever since I was, like, a little girl playing basketball. And, like, to have her come and talk to us. And, like, she's so down to earth. And, like, it just puts it in reality that it is possible. Like, it is possible to achieve, like, the best, to be the best. And she's really nice. She even offered to give us her phone number, just putting that out there. Well, but, hey, you got some in the inner circle then. Yeah, well... <laughs> Everyone was a bit nervous to get it, but um, it was, yeah. That's just a minder's phone number, not a real phone number. No, no, no. I, oh, hopefully it was her real number. Of course it was. Course it was. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you travelling? You guys are playing fantastic at the moment. I mean, you know, we look at the scoreboards and you've had some uh, some big losses yeah, on the scoreboard, yeah. but as a unit, you guys are playing really, really well. Yeah, um, I think our new group, um, I'm really expecting that we're going to be very, very good next season. Like, I can't wait. We have so much potential with, like, Sarah Blickars, like her parents both played for Australia, yeah. like Tippett, Gretel, like Athletic, Tay and me, and like I just think we're really going to be, look out everyone. Look no, out. We think we've been saying it in the calls as well, yeah, but thanks yeah. for chatting with us no and, and we'll obviously have to talk to Lauren to find out the answer then. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Nadine Payne joining us there. Thanks very much to Nadine. This is Sport Radio's WNBL coverage of the AIS basketball. And look, these girls are 16, 17 mm. years of age. They, they've never had to face the media before, Simon, and uh, we put them <laughs> on the spot there, but they do do a great job, and, and uh, they're certainly learning what it's all about. Not only do they have to play the game, but they've got to front up and speak to the experts afterwards. That's right. Well, even, even you know what an expert is. It's even a if this expert pressure. wasn't uh, quite sure of the question. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Phil was talking about it. We talked about it all game, just the uh, certainly the on-court maturity that those two 16-year-olds, particularly Taylor Roberts, and Nadine Payne, they just didn't take a backward step. They went hard all game, stood up to the likes of Susie Bakovic, and, uh, you know, that's, Susie's a physically imposing, you know, juggernaut of a player out there on the floor, and they, they were great. They just stood right up to her. Yes, they did indeed. At the end of the game, though, it was Sydney Uni, 87, ahead of the AIS 51. Best defensive performance of the AIS so far. They won a quarter, which is a huge, huge thing. We can't say... Um, we can't say enough about that effort. It was, um, it made the Sydney Uni Flames look em- uh, embarrassing. Yeah, and well, Karen wasn't it, happy. <laughs> and, it, and it caused a reaction, a 20-point 
final quarter for them yep. to get over the line by, what is that, 36 points in the end. So a 20-point last quarter turns it into a 36-point win. It's the smallest win the AIS, this group of AIS has had to uh, suffer, or sm- smallest loss this group's had to suffer. So it's all looking good for the AIS. We see them back here next in round 18, the final round of WNBL here in the nation's capital, and it is the AIS versus Perth. That's a Friday night game on the 12th of February. We are, well, looking forward to tomorrow night's game, Simon. You'll be there, sideline, with Michelle Hocking and Mark Aston. But for now, from the AIS training hall, it's Craig Ravel on behalf of Simon Peters wishing everyone a very good evening with the knowledge that the Sydney Uni Flames have defeated the AIS 87-51. to